How you doing this morning? Yeah. Come on, give Jesus glory this morning. Are you happy this morning? Are you ready? Isn't Jesus amazing? Listen, he, he's in the building. Amen? Isn't it amazing and comforting and exciting and powerful all at the same time to know that the Savior is right here in this room with us? Like he's here. He was resurrected so he could be here with us this morning. And, and he, he's not here just to hang out. He's here to meet with us this morning. Do you believe it? Oh, he's in this room and he's in this room right here. The Savior of the world lives in West Springer. Oh, that changes everything. Woo! It changes our life. Oh, man. I'm excited. We we have began launching Arise Global for the past two weeks. And then this week, we're going to continue it. I'm going to talk about the harvest field this morning. Surprise, surprise. Listen, before I jump into the message this morning, man, we have an Arise Global film that we want just to take a minute, a minute and a half and put our eyes on and just encounter Jesus through. Cameron Sexton just amazingly put this film together for us. So we're going to watch this film together as a family. Then I'll jump back up and get the message. so prevalent right now because the body of Christ is being awakened in a new way to the need and the cry and the hurt of the people around us. Arise Global is transforming the culture around us to look like heaven, to look like what Jesus paid for. Arise, we've really looked at it also as just like an equipping that we partner with the Lord to equip the saints with him for ministry. And, and ministry is not just the walls of the church, but ministry is just loving the people in front of you. The earth is crying out right now. It's yearning for God's glorious sons and daughters to be unveiled and release his heart to the nations of the earth, to his children, to the ones that are broken and forgotten and lost. Hallelujah. Are you you excited? 
man, this is Arise Global. It's dark in here. <laughs> oh, I can see your faces. Uh, listen, man, I, I, it's, this is Arise Global launch is so exciting. Listen, if you weren't here the past couple of weeks, you got to go back and listen to those, those messages. Jeremy, two weeks ago, talked about the seven mountain mandate. The seven mountains of influence and literally going into uh, our culture and advancing the kingdom of God. And then last week, man, Melanie shared, listen, I, I'm, I will forever be changed. Like, like I'm, I'm just going to share one thing that she said, okay? My notes are just full. And then I just stopped taking notes. <laughs> she, this is what she said. She said, we are where heaven meets earth. Yeah. You know, we say, God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But the reality is, is that heaven lives in us through our relationship with Jesus. We are where heaven meets earth. And we bring heaven with us so that the culture, man, we're not influenced by the culture. We influence the culture. We're the influencers. Amen. This is Arise Global. This one I'm going to talk about. The harvest. But, but let me just start off by saying this. I'm so excited about this, and here's why. Because Arise Global is an opportunity for everyone here in the church to be involved. It's like this is an opportunity for everyone here to put into practice what we say we believe in. This is an opportunity. Listen, Arise Global is boots to the ground. It's becoming the hands and feet of Jesus everywhere we go. Are you with me? This is not just, yeah, I know that the harvest is plentiful and I'm, I'm going to keep praying for it and I know that the kingdom of God gets to be advanced. I'm just going to cheer it on. No, no, no. Listen, this is you and I going into our sphere of influence, into our mountain, into our culture, into our classroom, into our job and being the kingdom. Like, like releasing the kingdom. This is you and I learning how to become the love of Jesus so that we can bring in the harvest. This is putting it into practice. This is running with the gospel football. This is the go in the gospel, man. This is you and I learning how to become an outlet for the world around us. And I feel like, man, for a lot of Christians, it's like, it's like man, I, I want to be a part of the harvest. I want to be a part of events in the kingdom. I just don't know what to do. And I don't really know how to do it. And this is what Arise Global is about. Arise Global is for both. It's going to present tangible opportunities for you to be involved in releasing the kingdom. Like, for example, I'm going to, I'm going to give you an example this morning. We have an opportunity, kind of the first Arise Global thing this coming Thanksgiving, man, to take Thanksgiving meals to families who are in need that wouldn't have one, knock on their door, deliver it to them, and share the gospel with them. This, this is what it's about, the hands and feet. But it's also not only going to present tangible opportunities, it's also going to empower you, the church, so that it's never, ever, no longer about what you do. It's about who you are. Christ in you, the hope of glory, and the love for the world around you. This is Arise Global. It's this realization that we can't just come to church. We get to be the church. It's this realization that, like, like, we can't just hang out at the foot of the cross. As amazing as it is, it's, it's where we encounter God. It's where things get adjusted. It's where our life gets changed. But at some point, we turn from the cross and look into a sea of people that are desperate for God and run with Jesus to be a soul winner. 
That's your boss. Go, but it's this realization that we can't just keep going from church service to church service to Wednesday night service to church service and just getting filled up and filled up and filled up and be, not being an outlet. If we're not allowing the river in us to flow through us, we'll just become a dead sea. This is what we were born for. This is a rise global. It's a rise global is Acts 2.14. It says, and then Peter stood up and he addressed the crowds and 3,000 were added to the kingdom of God that day. Are you with me? He stood up, which means he, he was probably down. See, the, the Holy Spirit came in the upper room like a gale force wind. Gotta put you down quick. And we need we need to be down. Right? But Peter realized I can't stay down. He got up and turned around and addressed the crowds because he realized Jesus didn't just die for me. He also died for the world around me. And Jesus has chosen me to be the one that he releases the kingdom through. Whoa! And when you and I become vessels that Jesus releases the kingdom through, when you and I allow ourselves to let that river flow through us, you, I promise you come alive. You realize this is living. This is like There's no greater thing. Are you with me? This is why it's so exciting. This is boots to the ground. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me just make sure you understand something really quick, okay? You, there's a lot that's happened in the past 18 months with, uh, you know, the pandemic, with the racial tension, with all the, specifically the political agenda and government. All that's happened is not... God's invitation for us to raise up this political movement to go and fight the government. Yeah. Do you understand this? This is not God's invitation for us to raise up this political movement and go and point the finger about how wrong they are and how right we are. No, no, no. This is our opportunity, man, to take on the heart of a servant, to clothe ourselves with love, and to walk in the truth into our culture and bring the kingdom of God. Matthew 13, 33 says the kingdom of God is like leaven. It's like yeast that a woman took and worked into a large amount of dough so that the dough could be what it's supposed to be, rise up and feed the people. That is the kingdom of God. In Luke, Luke 17, no, Matthew 17, 21, Jesus says, look neither here nor there, for the kingdom of God lives within you. Oh, so which means... We're not going to like raise up this political thing and fight. Jesus didn't say fight. He said be a light. Woo! This is about being a light and bringing the kingdom of God into the culture that we live in. Are you with me? Why? Because we carry the kingdom. It's no longer we that lives, but it's Jesus that lives in us. John 14, 20, he says, I'm in the Father, you are me, and I'm in you. We are one with Christ. Right, And if we are one with Jesus and we're bringing the kingdom, listen, do you understand that this is not a battle against the enemy and Jesus? They're not fighting each other right now. That battle's already been won. We're not fighting for something. We're fighting from something. We live from victory. We live from rest. The battle has been finished. Are you with me? This, listen, and because we carry this kingdom and we live from victory, we don't have to be afraid of anything. I've, I've preached about this the past few times. I've preached, but this is not our time to run and hide and play it safe. <laughs> we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to wonder what's going to happen next. As sons and daughters, life doesn't happen to us. We get to happen to life because we carry the kingdom. Are you with me? At some point, we allow the cross of Jesus to be a bigger influence than anything that we're faced with. At some point, we depend more upon Jesus and his power than we do anything else. 
This is Arise Global. Are you happy this morning? Are you ready to run this morning? Will you ride? Will you ride with the King of Kings? Come on, church. Now is the time to arise and shine. Man, don't run and hide and play it safe. Just because you play it safe doesn't mean you're actually safe. You're safe because you live and dwell in the arms of the Father. And you're with him everywhere you go. He's with you in your arms and you're in his arms because you're one. (laughs) The safest place you can be right now is on the front lines with God. The safest things you can do right now is to partner with him, to push his kingdom forward. Are you ready? This This is for everybody. Let me start off by saying this. I've actually already started off, but let me. You, you were born to change the world. You, you were born to make an impact in the world that you live in. It was God's plan from the very beginning. This was God's plan for mankind. He created Adam and Eve and put them right in the middle of a garden. It was the kingdom on earth. It was heaven on earth. And it was God's plan through a relationship with him for them to expand the boundaries of his kingdom, of their garden, until the whole earth looked like heaven. Adam and Eve disobeyed God and they obeyed the enemy. And sin entered the equation. And the enemy took over and began to thwart the plan of God. And then God came up with a new plan. His son Jesus. God goes, I'll send my son Jesus. Jesus came to this earth and if you will, he reestablished God's kingdom on this earth. And then he went to the cross and he shed his blood and his blood was so powerful that it won the victory over the sin that entered the equation. So you and I can be forgiven, so we can be free, so we can wake up every morning and be brand new. Oh man, every morning I wake up, I'm, oh, I'm washing the blood of Jesus. Brand new. Whoa, and simultaneously while he was shedding his blood, Colossians 2.15 says that Jesus defeated the enemy. He said he stripped him of his power. (laughs) The enemy can do some stuff until Jesus shows up. Wow, and so now watch. For those of us who believe in Jesus, he comes to live inside of us. God's plan comes to live inside of us, and God wants you to know that now you are the plan for bringing redemption to the world. You and I are God's plan for reconciliation to the Father. If you're waiting on a move of God or waiting on God to unfold this plan as to what he's going to do in the world and the state that it's in, wait no more. Congratulations. You've been chosen to be a part of something so special. Whoa, congrats. He chose you and me. We're the plan to bring redemption to the world. We get to be a part of the greatest thing in the history of our world. Are you ready? You were born to change the world. This was so awesome. You don't have to go far to change it. A big part of Arise Global, it's going to begin in our backyard right here in the city of Irondale. I want to go to the nations one day, and I think that we will. But what if it starts right here? Changing the world begins with the world that you're in. You got a neighbor, just start loving on them towards the heart of the Father. People go, Wes, I'm called to the nations. I'm sp- I know that's where I'm supposed to be. That's where I'm supposed to go, and that's great. And you'll land there, and it'll be awesome. That's where I'm supposed to go. And they're just waiting on the green light and an opportunity. But if you're not willing to love on your neighbor, you might not be ready to go to the nations yet. I'm just saying, it begins here with the people that you're around. People go, Wes, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm waiting on my ministry opportunity. People come to the church, are you going to make room for my ministry? Absolutely. And it begins right outside the four walls of this church. 
Your best ministry is out there. I'm waiting on a stage, a pulpit, a platform. You know, say, listen, the moment you said yes to Jesus, welcome to the ministry of reconciliation. Ministry's not a calling, it's a lifestyle. It's not what you do, it's who you are. When Jesus came to live inside of you, you received your platform. Everywhere you go, because you carry Jesus with you, you're always on the stage, whether you're in front of one or you're in front of a thousand and one. Because it's not about people seeing you, it's about people seeing Christ in you. See, I, I'm the same everywhere I go. Whether I'm in my living room with my family, or I'm standing up here sharing the gospel, or I'm one-on-one with a person. Because it's about Jesus in me. When it becomes about Jesus, people will begin to see you, but they'll begin to see you for all the right reasons. They'll see you because they see Christ in you and want what you have. Oh, come on! You don't have to go far to change the world. You just got to go. Mark 16, 15, I've been preaching on this text for the past, I don't know, 10 times I've preached. I'm going to preach on it again this morning because I continue to read it and the Holy Spirit continues to show me new things. Mark 16, 15, Jesus says, go and preach the good news to all creation. Listen, I want you to understand the tone behind this. See, we, we get the privilege of knowing the heart of Jesus. And we also get the privilege of reading ahead and seeing what the disciples did with the Great Commission. Understand, when Jesus said, go and preach the good news, this was not a suggestion. It ain't the great suggestion. It's the great commission. This is your mandate. This is your assignment. Ultimately, here's what Jesus is doing. He's going, this is your purpose for being alive. You were born to change the world. This was God's plan from the very beginning. This is your purpose. Listen, when Jesus becomes your purpose for being alive, you come alive. When you and I become an outlet and we're no longer a dead sea, it not only changes the world around us, it begins to change you. Oh, my gosh. You begin to realize this is living. I'll never be able to take anything else to heaven with me except my relationship with Jesus. And in heaven, nobody will need to be healed, saved, or set free. That's done here and now on this earth. You want to come alive? Make Jesus your purpose. If Jesus is not your purpose, you'll wake up every day and you'll just exist from moment to moment and wonder what's going to happen next. When Jesus becomes your purpose, you'll wake up every day and you'll start living from glory to glory. You won't wait on what's next. You'll just run with Jesus into an adventure of a lifetime. I've been having this vision every morning when I wake up. And I wake up and, and, and I, I look, turn over. <laughs> and Jesus is looking at me. And he's smiling like this. He's smiling at me like this. And he goes, he goes, Wes, are you ready? And I go, yeah. He goes, he goes, come on, let's go. And he goes, I, I want to I share something new with you today as you fix your boys' breakfast. As you pray for your boys, I'm going to release something new over them. I promise we do it every morning. You can ask Caroline. As you listen to worship and walk around your living room and pray and speak in tongues, I want to reveal new things to you, Wes. And as you step out of your secret place and into the public place, I want to do new things through you, Wes, because this is your purpose for being alive. God never intended for this Christian life to be lame, tame, mundane, and boring. It's exciting, inviting, adventurous, and powerful. If we'll make Jesus our purpose for being alive, you'll never have another boring day. 
You were born to change the world. This is Arise Global. Are you happy? Are you ready? People go, Wes, you know, I just don't know that much about God. It's not about what you know. It's about who you know. People go, Wes, I just, I'm just, I got to get some things right in my life. You know, I, I'm still struggling with a few things. I got some sin stuff. I just don't know if God can use me. No, listen. If God using you were contingent upon how perfect you were, you'd never be used. But him using you is not contingent upon how perfect you are. It's about how perfect Jesus is. In the moment you receive Jesus, you receive perfection. Listen, the blood of Jesus qualifies you to be used by God. Stop using that as an excuse. I'm not condoning sin. I'm not saying do whatever you want to and let God flow through you. You can actually do that, by the way. The Bible says the gifting and calling of God comes without repentance. You can live how you want to live, and God will still flow you. You'll still see the miraculous. That's just how eager God is to get his hands on his children. But if you live how you want to live and let God flow through you, it will eventually catch up with you. Look at me, church. The goal is not to show people what God can do for them. The goal is to show people who God is by the way we live our life. Whoa! Well, you, listen, man, if you and I continue to do what we want to do and allow God to use us, it will catch up. People will not see Jesus. They'll see you, and they won't want what you have because people are looking for a king. They're not looking for Wes. They're looking for Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Your witness is not a witness apart from Jesus. That's a whole different message. The reality is it's the blood of Jesus has put you in position to be used by God. And the Holy Spirit makes you ready to be used by God. The, the blood qualifies you. The Spirit makes you ready. People go, oh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I know that much. No, the Spirit makes you ready. Yeah. Listen, if you don't have the Spirit and power, you can't do it. But if you have the Spirit and power, yeah. you can do all things. Yeah. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Oh, my gosh. Listen, let me, just, let me just say this about the Holy Spirit. Listen, you know... The, the reality is, is we pattern our life after Jesus. And if he needs it, we need it. Amen. Jesus needed the filling of the Holy Spirit. Jesus did not do one miracle apart from the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Everything takes place through the Spirit. If he needs it, we need it. Yeah. How much more do we need it if he needed it? Amen. John gives this account in John chapter 1, verses 32 and 33. Now listen, the apostle John writes the book of John, but he's given an account of John the Baptist. As Jesus gets baptized in the Jordan River. Okay, are you with me? John the Baptist says, I saw, when he came up, I saw the Spirit uh, like a dove descending upon Jesus and remaining on him. And then John the Baptist said, now I remember God said, whoever the Spirit comes and remains on, that is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Are, Are you catching that? Jesus knows our need for the Spirit so much, though, that he says, I'm going to take it upon myself. I'm going to be the one to baptize you in the Spirit. Whoa! John the Baptist baptizes in the cold waters of the Jordan River, but according to Matthew 3.11, Jesus will baptize you in that liquid fire. This is a side note. You know why Jesus didn't have a fire, but he had a dove? There was nothing in him that needed to be burned up. Jesus dips us in the liquid fire because he wants to make sure if there's anything that's distracting us and keeping us from our purpose for being alive, it gets burnt out and cut away from our life. You need the fire of the Holy Ghost. And when you have it, you will change the world. Because the world changer lives inside of you and his name is Jesus. If he needs it, we need it. We pattern our life after Jesus. 
It's no longer we that lives, but he that lives in us. First John 4, 17 says, just as he is, so are we. Well, he came to live in us, and the same spirit is upon us, so we can do what he did, even greater things than these. This is, listen, Jesus came to this earth and had a human experience so that we can know what our human experience is supposed to be like. When Jesus took on the role of human, wow, he, he received everybody's need for the Holy Ghost. Does that make sense to you? When he took on flesh and blood and received the Spirit, he was showing everybody that this is what you need. And you know, when the Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, it was an open heaven. You know, we say we live in an open heaven. It's because you carry the Spirit in power. The Spirit is our access to the open heaven. So everywhere we go, we live and dwell in the open heaven because we carry the Spirit. Whoa! And so the people are around us every day, they're in an open heaven because they're around you because you're God's plan to bring redemption to the world. Whoa! You carry an open, you carry the Spirit. Everybody is one moment away from their life never being the same. It's why, listen, it's not about you and I just encountering God. We get to become an encounter waiting to happen. Why? Because we carry the Spirit. Well, Peter, man, people would get in Peter's shadow and get healed. Why? He knew he lived in an open heaven. He knew what he carried. Not only that, Peter would lay hands on the sick and they would get healed. We need both. We need this awareness of what we carry and we need this willingness to step out in faith. Amen? We need both. The, the, the blood of Jesus qualifies you to be used by God, and the Spirit makes you ready. Amen. Because West is just not my personality. I'm a little quieter. It's just not my personality. Listen, the reason you don't think sharing the gospel is your personality is because you, you've compared yours to someone else. You, you're not supposed to have my enthusiasm. You don't, you don't have to have my passion, my excitement about this. I'm an evangelist. I get excited about everything. I got excited when Jeremy bought biscuits this morning. You don't, listen, you don't need, you don't need to be Todd White or Robbie Donkins or Bill Johnson. You need to be you and share the gospel the way that you do. Your own personality, your own giftings. You do you in the world that you live in. Stop comparing. You have the perfect personality to share the gospel. Because you're you. Listen, you do not have to have the office of an evangelist in order to share the gospel. You just have to care. You just have to care more about others than you do your own reputation. The blood of Jesus qualifies us. The spirit makes us ready. And you're ready no matter what personality you have. And this thing is all driven by love and compassion. I say this a lot, but evangelism is a fancy word for love. It looks like you and I just putting love into action everywhere we go. Your personality. Are you with me? That's all evangelism is. Listen, this is not driven by the miraculous. Even though today's a great day for miracles. Because Jesus is in the room. We have to make sure that we're not driven by signs and wonders and miracles. We're driven by love. Because, listen, people aren't our projects. People aren't our agenda. It's not our ministry opportunity, man. People are precious. We're driven by love. And with love comes power. And the overflow, the byproduct is the miraculous. Because that's who God is. God can't help himself. 
It's why we can say today's a great day for miracles. So we take Jesus with us everywhere we go, driven by love. And with love, the byproduct is the miraculous because God is a God of action. It's who he is. Just try him out. Try him out, man. He's in the life-changing business. It's why he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross. Are you with me? You know, the, the, the biggest thing, sweat. The biggest thing that keeps you and I from putting love into action is fear. You know, I, it, and we all have it. How, how many know it's okay, it's okay to have fear? Like you can have fear, you just can't let it have you. Yeah. You know, fear is a feeling that doesn't come from God, so where does it come from? Come on. It comes from the enemy. If you're feeling afraid or have that feeling of fear, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's not anything, it's not even necessarily wrong. You just choose not to obey that feeling and choose to obey who, yeah. what God's called you to. Are you with me? As a matter of fact, if you're starting to feel afraid and you know that it's a feeling, your first thought ought to be, this is from the enemy. He sees me as a threat. He knows what's about to happen. So I don't obey that feeling. I obey what God's called me to. And all of a sudden, I begin to see his love work. And that perfect love is what casts out fear. You ever wonder how perfect love casts out fear? Do something. Perfect love casts out fear through obedience. I'm not going to obey a feeling. I'm going to obey Jesus. And all of a sudden, I begin to let his love flow through me. All of a sudden, man, I ain't afraid of nothing. Come what may, let's go. Line them up. Watch this. Jesus about to touch you, man. This is what we carry. We're so, we're afraid of people. It sounds funny, doesn't it? We're afraid of what they might think, how they might respond, what they're going to do, and we're afraid that nothing might happen if we step out. And Man, God thinks the world of you. His opinion of you is the only one that matters. At some point, we get over ourselves. Because we're so in love with Jesus and we're so in love with people. I want people to have what I have because I love them. And I love them because he first loved me. And I want people to step into what Jesus paid for them to have. We're driven by love. So I'm not worried about what people think. God already thinks the world of me. I'm not worried about people, how people are going to respond and what they're going to do. Yeah, it, I, at some point, I'm willing to step out and look foolish before people as opposed to miss out on an opportunity to see someone's life change forever. I'm not worried about what might not happen. I'm focused on the one who can make something happen. Are you with me? If you never step out because you're afraid of what might not happen, you'll never see anything happen at all. The ones who are seeing miracles are the ones who are willing to step out, not based upon what they have or haven't seen, but by who God is. What Jesus paid a price for. He never changes, so we never change the subject. We just keep going. And you know, the more you step out, the more you'll see. And like, I would like to even encourage you with this. Because oftentimes you, we pray for somebody or we love on someone and they don't get saved or set free or healed. It's easy to walk away discouraged. But what if we walk away burdened? In the best way. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm not discouraged because I know who God is. He hasn't changed. He's still the healer. It's actually your opportunity to step out even more because you know what Jesus made available on the cross. I would like to encourage you something I've been doing. It's actually our opportunity to take an even greater risk. Like, turn up the risk even more. It is not a risk for me to lay in my bed at nighttime and hold hands with Caroline and us pray. That's easy. 
hey, babe, let's pray for our boys. Hey, babe, let's pray for this. And we pray and we pray. That's easy. But walking up to someone with a wheelchair, now that takes a little more risk. The greater the risk, the greater the reward. The greater the risk, the more dependent you are upon God and the less your mind gets in the way. And the more dependent you are upon God, the more you'll see because he's the one that does it anyway. Oh, God never withholds his power from anyone. He's not the problem. I'm not saying you and I are. I'm just saying the more we step out in faith, the more we'll see because that's who God is. Are you happy this morning? Oh, we're driven by love and compassion, man. We're driven by this thing. And we don't have to be afraid. His perfect love he gets rid of all that fear. And he does it through obedience, our willingness to step out because we know who we are and what we carry. Look, we, it's amazing because, <clears throat> let me just set, set up this, this Thanksgiving for us. It's going to be <clears throat> one of our first opportunities as a Rise Global for everybody here in the church to be involved. Don't get nervous. <laughs> get excited. This is who we are. Yeah. Arise and shine, church. Hallelujah. I gotta start preaching again. <laughs> Listen, we are, we're, we're partnering with Christian Service Mission, Tracy Hips Ministry, and and so we every Thanksgiving they make thousands and thousands of Thanksgiving boxes. It's the turkey. It's all the sides that come with the turkey, and they make thousands of boxes for needy families all over the city. And so, what we're gonna do? What you do is each church will sponsor. Uh, as many boxes as they want. They're 25 bucks a, bo- a box. And I said, Tracy, we're going to do at least 50 this year. We're going to sponsor 50 boxes. And so um, what, what happens is, is, man, you as an individual or you as a family or you as a couple of people, whoever it might be, you, we're going to have a sign-up sheet going to come up with how we're going to do that here in the next few weeks. And you're going to sign up for how many boxes you want to sponsor, sow that money into the kingdom, into these families. And then November the 20th, it's a Saturday, that week of Thanksgiving. We're going to all gather here at the church. You're going to get the box that you sponsored with an address on it. So one of the things that I've been working on. <laughs> I've been slowly but surely building some relationship with some of the schools here in our backyard. Has anybody ever told you you don't have to go far to change the world? You heard that anywhere? Just go. It's like, man, God, like, like, like where should I go? Just go somewhere. Who should I pray for? Pray for somebody. Listen, you will not meet one person that Jesus didn't give up his life for. Everybody's a tar- target for the love of God. Are you with me? Where'd I go? God's going, just, just get out of here. Who'd I pray for? Just find somebody. Ask him if you can pray for him and watch what happens. Yeah. Right here in our backyard. So you're going to get a box. And I've been um, uh, 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 building relationships with Grants Wood Community School, Grants Wood Elementary School, and then Irondale Elementary School. I've been getting to know some of the counselors there, and they have sent us over 50 addresses of needy families. So you'll get an address with your box, and we're going to take this box and knock on that family's door, give them their Thanksgiving meal, and love on them, pray with them, and share the gospel with them. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. This is a rise up. We're going to put into practice what we say we believe in. We're going to be an outlet so we're not a dead sea. We're going to go. We're going to ride with Jesus. Are you with me, man? Now listen, and you can be involved. Another big heart behind Arise Global is to be involved in some way, shape, or form. 
if you're not able to afford to, to sponsor a box, find somebody that did and go with them. Yeah. If you sponsor a box and not able to go, just sponsor a box and pray. Yeah. Whatever that looks like for you. I mean, did you know, let me just say this. Did, did you know that oftentimes meeting a physical need will lead to meeting a spiritual need? Yeah. Oftentimes the belly will lead to the heart. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's happening right now as we speak in the back left corner of Here to Rise, we're building out a room, and it's going to be our food pantry for Rise Global. We're going to have shelves of food. We're going to have a freezer. We're going to have a fridge. And it's going to be an opportunity, man, for when people will come off. Like just this week, man, a lady came with two grandkids, and they didn't have any money for food. And so we want to be able to take them back there and let them shop. Saturday morning, street ministry, man. We want to be able to do more of what we have been doing where we can go and fill up our, our baskets and go knock on doors, hand out food, man, and love on people towards the heart of the Father because the physical often leads to the spiritual. Are you with me? You, you know that feeding the poor and helping the needy is a big deal in the kingdom of God? You, you know that, you know, when Jesus says in Matthew 25, 35 through 40, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he goes, man, so he goes, you remember when, when I was hungry and you gave me something to eat yeah. and I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink and I didn't have any clothes and you put clothes on my back and I needed shelter and you gave me a place to live and when I was sick you took care of me when I was in prison you came to visit me and the disciples are going we never did any of that for you Jesus and Jesus goes no verse 40 he said whenever you took the time to do it for the least of these you were doing it for me yeah. Yeah. when Jesus says the least of these this is not a status there are no unimportant people on this planet. Everyone is fearfully and wonderfully made. Jesus gave up his life for a whole world. Everybody is important. When Jesus says the least of this, he's just talking about people that don't have as much as you have, but they're just as important as you are. I'm going to say that one more time. The least of these are people that don't have as much as you have, but they're just as important as you are. And Jesus goes, share your stuff with them. Share your stuff with them. And when you share it with them, you don't just do it unto the Lord, you do it to the Lord because I paid a price for them to step in to full provision, full life, bellies full, minds full, hearts full. Are you with me this morning? This is the harvest part of Arise Global. Isaiah 58, 7. You want me to keep going? It says, share your food with the hungry. Give clothes to those that need it. Give shelter to the ones who don't have a place to live. Invite your relatives in that need a place to stay. Help us, Lord. Help us, Jesus. Man. It, look, here's what's so awesome. When you meet a physical need... Man, that person that you're meeting and loving on right there, the physical need is enough. They're enough just to, meet a, just to meet a belly. They're worth it. But oftentimes what happens is they realize, man, they encounter the love of the Father. They feel loved and seen and known and valued. And they realize, man, I need more than a physical. I need this Jesus that's standing right in front of me. Are you with me this morning? Are you happy? Look at me, church. You were born to change the world. You were born to bring an impact to the world around you. You can and you will because the world changer lives inside of you. The blood of Jesus qualifies you to be used by God. The Spirit makes you ready. All that's left is for you to go out and love people towards the heart of the Father.
At some point, we turn from the cross and go, wow, look at the people that need what I have. I cannot keep it to myself anymore. Listen, there is something about, man, when you and I make Jesus our purpose, there's something about that that it's like, man, we can't live without it. We can't live without it as Christians. When you begin to see God encounter people through your life, you'll be hooked and you'll realize this is the greatest reward that I could ever be a part of in my entire life. Let's stand up. Are you happy this morning? Are you ready this morning? Hey, listen, by the way, let me mention this. Because everything's spiritual. Quick announcement. You can go to the website, arisebirmingham.com, and we have the Arise Global stuff up on the site now too. It's okay, Alex. You can keep going, brother. We have the stuff up on the website, and it gives a kind of synopsis of what it is, a way to invest specifically in the Rise Global, the partners that we're going to be partnering with, and the events that we have coming up. So listen, I'm going to pray for us, and then we're just going to encounter Jesus, okay? Can we do this? Can we all just lift our hands to the heavens? Come on. Jesus, we ask you to send this out, and we will go. <laughs> Come on, just just put the name of Jesus on your lips real quick. We're driven by love this morning. Put the name of Jesus on your lips. You were born to change the world. You and your own personality. <laughs> Don't do what I do. Do what Jesus did. <laughs> Jesus is inviting you and I to partner with him to push his kingdom forward. Hallelujah. Jesus, I pray right now with our hands lifted high, we just say right now, here we are, send us. We say a resounding yes to you, Jesus. We want to wake up every morning looking at you and running with you to be a soul winner, Jesus. We thank you that we get to be an outlet. We thank you that we get to be your hands and feet, Jesus, everywhere we go. We thank you that we get to put boots to the ground, that we get to put into practice what you've called us to and who we really are. And I just pray a commission over every person in this room in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, a fresh baptism of love, a fresh baptism of fire as we leave this place. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, amen.